Welcome, craft beer friends, to Season 6, Episode 22 of Tap to Craft Podcast. I am Denny Lewis, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer and home brewer from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. Chris, how are you doing tonight? And of course, what is in your glass? I'm doing pretty damn good, Denny. Nice. Uh, <laughs> looking forward all day to having some time to sit down and chat with you and have a beer with you since, you know, I can't really hang out with with people in general and have mm-hmm. a beer. So, yeah. uh, but everything's going good. Uh, and, and in my glass tonight, I have a local beer uh, from Cigar City called The Whole Cigar. Okay. And initially, I was uh, kind of hesitant to drink this one, but... <laughs> It's 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 a, a little on the big side, 13, 14%-ish. I've been kind of sipping at it for about a uh, last half hour, 45 minutes or so. But okay. it's, a, it's a bourbon barrel-aged and Spanish cedar-rested imperial stout. Mm. And the bourbon barrel-aged thing is, it's, it's good. I, I'm normally a fan of uh, bourbon barrel-aging. Uh, but the cedar, I'm kind of on the fence about the cedar. I oh. love the way cedar smells. I'm not sure how I feel about the way cedar tastes. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, and it's one of those, it's getting to be one of those beers where I'm drinking it almost begrudgingly because the cedar <laughs> is starting to kind of coat my mouth and become a little overwhelming. But uh, first couple of sips, I was kind of impressed. It's more of an earthy flavor, nothing sweet or, you know, hoppy or malty. It's it's very earthy uh, flavored. So, uh, I'm I'm gonna drink it again because I I, I don't believe in well in don't waste. always believe in in yeah. waste yeah <laughs> occasionally though if I have a bad beer I will dump it but I dumped one of the last ones and these really aren't cheap so yeah I'm gonna drink it and I'm gonna enjoy it and uh, move on to you how how are you doing and what's in your glass this evening well I am doing well also and I've been looking forward to chatting with you because uh, like you. Uh, I miss, you know, going out and drinking with my coworkers and stuff. You know, I, normally we're out doing stuff at least once or twice a, a week. We go out and, and have a beer or whatever. And, man, you don't realize how much you miss that until mm-hmm. you just can't do it anymore. And so uh, what, what's been nice, though, is that Sarah has picked up a few uh, a few four-packs of the Ghost Fish Ghost Fish Brewery is a, a gluten-free uh, brewery in Seattle that we really like, and they, and they mm-hmm. distribute here, and they have a, a Watchstander Stout. I think that's what it's called, Watchstander Stout, Imperial Stout, I think it is, uh, that Sarah loves, and they got that in stock, and so she picked up a couple, four four packs, 16-ounce uh, cans, and uh, she's been drinking that with me uh, a couple times a week, so we have been... I, I kind of have my beer drinker buddy back, you know, my, okay. I, it, which is nice because she's been not drinking beer, been drinking mostly a, a cider here and there, but she's been, you know, partaking in some of the, the harder spirits, you know, some uh, uh, grapefruit juice and vodka and uh, mojitos and mm-hmm. things like that. She's been in uh, Moscow mules. So it's it's been really nice as, as the weather's been warming up. Uh, we've been out on our deck in our backyard, you know, almost every night, uh, and just enjoying sitting out there uh, as the sun is is you know lowering, and we're just enjoying the nice temp, you know, temperate weather, and drinking a beer together and chatting. And I really that has been nice. But uh, 
you know, but hey, sometimes I need to talk to someone besides my wife. And Chris, thank you for joining mm-hmm. me tonight and let me chat with you. Uh, whether it's a long show or a short show, it doesn't matter. Uh, I just enjoy drinking beer and talking about beer with you. But uh, what's in my glass? Uh, again, I've mentioned this almost every show since this pandemic started. Uh, for the most part, I'm still drinking a ton of local craft beer from the Boise area. And then I'll branch out and get some beer from around the state. And then I'll go into my regional favorites and grab beer. But I'll tell you what, Chris, I am getting so tired of drinking the same beers over <laughs> and over again. I, you know, I, and, I, and I mix them up. I'm drinking mm-hmm. every style I can think of just to mix it up and get something new. Um, but this time, as I was perusing the aisle in the, in the store, I saw a beer from a brewery that I, uh, you know, I get their stuff every once in a while, but mostly it's just their session, their session beers. And that's from Full Sail Brewing out of Hood River, Oregon. And I saw they had a new six-pack that I hadn't had before. So I picked up a six-pack of it. And this is their Hood River Hazy IPA. I was like, you know what? I really don't want another Hazy IPA. I've been drinking a lot of Hazy IPAs. But I thought I'd give it a shot. And I'll tell you what. This this beer is really drinkable. And it's not too strong in flavor. And it's a little bit different than, you know, the rest of the Hazy IPAs I've been drinking. So I've, I've enjoyed it. I'm drinking uh, my last two. Right, I have two stacked up here. Uh, for our show, at least the beginning of the show. And uh, mm-hmm. these are my last two of the six-pack, so I really enjoy this one. So, yeah, Full Sail Hood River Hazy IPA because it's a hazy okay. day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it's, uh, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that you went to the – you went to your store and you were you were taking a peek at, at the beer. I, I I tried to do the same thing a couple of days ago and I was sadly disappointed. Mm. Um, I, I went to the store and it was either, um, you know, just all stuff that I've had, um, you know, or just kind of big beer, just kind of garbage that I wouldn't want to drink. Yeah. Or um, expired. IPAs and pale <laughs> oh, ales and oh stuff. no and and uh, I gotta say I gotta I miss our local bottle shop mm-hmm. with uh, fermented reality I, I still haven't found out when they're gonna be opening up their new place but uh yeah going going to the local total wine and more has been uh extremely disappointing the last yeah. couple of times yeah and 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 you know you can find it stuff there occasionally that's okay and like that uh that main brewing company that mm-hmm. spring that I had the last mm-hmm. couple of times. That was awesome. That came from there. But uh, I went there on Saturday and it seemed like half their shelves were just wiped out. <laughs> I don't know if uh, beer is becoming the next toilet paper or what, but it is, um, yeah, it is sadly wiped out. Yeah. I, much. I think I mentioned, if not on the last show during our ha- virtual happy hour, that, uh, a friend of mine that works at a local distributor here in in town uh, made a comment to me that during this pandemic, uh, they they never you know they never hit over a million dollars sales a day, oh, yeah. and they have been hitting multiple days of one point four million dollars in sales hmm. during the pandemic, which is unbelievable. That means there's a lot of people that are buying beer, yeah. so it's it's incredible. So. So yeah, it's no wonder that the shelves are, are finding it hard to stock things that are interesting for us. But hey, I keep trying. I keep trying. Yeah, 
and there were a couple of things that I was looking at, and I was like, yeah, maybe I'll grab that. But a lot of it was it was it was it was IPAs and and hazy IPAs mm-hmm. and pale ales, and and I was either looking at it and going. I've had that so many times. I'm about IPA'd out. Yeah. Um, or you'd look at the box and it was from October of last year. And you're like, yeah, I don't really want that. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you there. I don't blame you there. So. All right. Well, hey, that's a good little uh, start intro to the show. But before we get too far, you know, Chris, I always like to explain to any new listener who is joining us for the first time what Tap to Craft Podcast is all about. And we are an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, our listeners, along in your craft beer journeys and adventures. And you're listening to episode 152, and we're recording on Monday, May 18th, 2020. And in this episode, our main topic will be discussing the German-style Maybach beer, the history of the style as well as some style notes to go along with it. So... Uh, this is an interesting, uh, you know, why, you know, people might be asking, why in the heck did you choose Maybach? Well, you know what? As I just said, I've been trying to find different beers, and one of the beers that I've grabbed that I don't drink a lot of is a Maybach from local brewery Sockeye Brewing. And I really do enjoy their Maybach. And Chris and I, at one point, I don't remember if it was on the show or before show or during our, one of our virtual meetup, we mentioned Maybach style. And it kind of stuck to me like, you know what? Maybach is like, this is like the perfect time uh, for a Maybach. You know, right between the, the winter and the summer, you know, springtime, you know, right, right when it's getting from cold to, to a little bit warmer, uh, it's like a perfect time to drink one of these beers. So I thought, let's go ahead and do a little history of this style and talk about what you can, you can expect when you drink this style. And of course, you know what? You can count on Chris and I having some great conversation as well. And let's get this conversation started because now it's time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking according to Untapped. Yeah, so we've got a fair amount of stuff on here. Nothing crazy, but we do have some good beers people are checking into. And I'm excited that I'm going to talk about the first one, which is from one from one of my staff members, Kaylee Nault. Oh. Uh, and she is drinking a watermelon dragon fruit burst by Wicked Weed Brewing. Now, the only thing I have to fault Kaylee on. Not the beer, mm-hmm. not by who brewed it, but the rating. Oh, oh okay. and and I give her I give her grief about this. She rates everything she drinks as a five cap rating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, wow, yeah. she's a giver. Yes, um, yes. So everyone, everything she checks into five cap rating, uh, no matter what it is. So you guys are looking for some uh, increases and in untapped, you know. Just <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving up to the next one, Hunter Graham is drinking a crusty antler by Flat River Brewing Company, and he's drinking that untapped at home. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, I checked into like my last three or four beers. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, he gave that one four caps, no notes or anything like uh, to go along with that. Um, but he's drinking a few things from the Flat River Brewing Company. The next one was their Ranger Red, which got a three cap rating, mm-hmm. and then the Bad Brad. Which Ooh. is, uh, well, let's see what a bad Brad is. But he gave it four and a half caps, so I'm kind of curious. So Flat River Brewing is out of Greenville, um, Michigan. Okay. And Bad Brad is just an old-fashioned IPA, American IPA. Oh, really? So, so he's checking into a few things there. Uh, my buddy Richard Kendall in Ohio checking into a Bodie by Columbus Brewing Ooh. Company. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, he rates that a 
four and a half cap beer. That's a double IPA from Columbus Brewing Company, and he writes, always good. Mm. Uh, Kaylee Nault again, drinking a wild night by Swamp Head Brewery. Five cap cap beer. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, Here's a name I haven't read in quite a while. Kevin Page is drinking a paste, uh, I see, pastry stout, but it's spelled paste plus Mm. letters R-E, like uh, you might be I'm not even going to try to talk about this. Anyway, uh, it's an Imperial Stout by Design Build Brewing, and he writes, remarkably smooth for 16%. Pours like soy sauce, just a slight acidic on the nose. Well, only on the first few sips, but immediately sweetens on the tongue. Musty wine-like quality to it. Four and a half caps on that beer from Kevin. And Mr. Jeff Seiler is drinking The Substance by Bissell Brothers Brewing Company. Got all that out without stumbling on it. Um, he says, great flagship IPA from Bissell Brothers. More hoppy and resinous than some other hazy IPAs, but super tasty four <laughs> cap rating from him. And that was three hours ago where he drank that one. <sighs> I'm so excited when I get to read these, but so jealous all at the same mm-hmm, time. Jeff mm-hmm. Styler drinking a heady topper by The Alchemist. Oh, nice. And he writes, absolutely delicious. My third time enjoying this Mount Rushmore IPA. Share the wealth, Jeff. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to the Alchemist for pushing IPAs in this direction. I'm not worthy. Five cap rating for that one. Wow. Um, Yeah, I'm going to have to see if I can't get some of that. Have have you had before? No. Oh, you've never had it. Oh, wow. No. No, I'm feeling a little left out. Um, on to the next one. Cam Preeb is drinking a Mountain Time Premium Lager by New Belgium Brewing Company. And he writes, I'm learning to appreciate quality lagers more and more. This mm-hmm. is a delicious one I could come back to. And rated that four caps. Nice. Um, Chad, you're continuing your streak, buddy. I'm proud of you. Chad Lamasa is drinking a Controlled Burn by Checker Spot Brewing Company. And he writes, wonderful smoky flavor. I wish there were more smoked beers out there. Mm. Five cap rating on that smoked beer. Must Chad, check in with Tara. She yeah, might that's be able to, uh, <laughs> it must be a Maryland thing. They must like their smoked beers. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not a huge fan. There's occasional ones that I get, and I'm like, oh, this isn't too bad. But, mm. It's uh, it's pretty good when you find the right one. So, uh, next up on the list, Robbie is drinking a Free Space by Bingo Beer Company, and he writes lots of pineapple, touch of citrus, very good. Four and a half caps. Um, almost to the top. George Ziegler is drinking an Urban Underdog American Lager by Urban Chestnut Brewing Company at untapped at home mm-hmm. pretty cool can art on this one uh got this one from tavor it mm. looks like um and gave it a three and a half cap rating um, and my rule is that if it comes from tavor it better damn well be a four cap rating or above uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of the reason why i stopped doing it you know because i was getting beers and i was like you know rating them threes mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's like come on i'm not spending all this money for a three you know three cap beer well, I gotta say, I'm went when I went into Total Wine the other day. I was slightly frustrated too because I know a handful of beers that I have purchased through Tavor are now on the shelf at Total Wine. Oh boy, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm ordering from you guys to get stuff that I can't buy here. 
yet I can buy it here. Anyway, moving on to the next one. Craft Beer Joe is drinking an Amethyst and Rubies by 450 North Brewing Company. Of course. And and he writes another killer fruited beer. Sour (laughs) is very deep and lasting. Four and a half caps on this beer. And that's a 2.5% alcohol beer, right? (laughs) 7.3. No, I don't believe it. I I know. Better test that one. Um, Yeah, uh, he's uh, the, the... Right up on this was Amethyst and Ruby's part of the Gemstone series is our sour double IPA, excuse me, conditioned on pomegranate, raspberry, vanilla, and hopped with citra and mosaic. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, then, you know, so he uh, gave that one four and a half caps, if I didn't say that. Mark Connor is drinking a Game of Thrones Mother of Dragons by Brewery Oma Gang. Uh, writes roasty cherry juice. <laughs> uh, gave it three and three quarters caps uh, rating on that one. And last, maybe not least, or uh, yeah, last until I hit the refresh button. Let's see what happens. Uh, Eric Gronley is mm. drinking a pistachio cream ale by Indeed Brewing Ooh, Company. Interesting. Yeah, that's uh, something I'd probably like to get a hold of. And wrote, and he writes, wow, was really blown away by this one. Tastes almost like pistachio ice cream or gelato. Mm. Nuttiness is up front. Sweet, bready biscuit malt with a clean finish. I know I won't be, it won't be for everyone if not a fan of pistachio. It's really good, though. Uh, four and a quarter caps for that beer. Mm. And then we're going to hit refresh and see what happens. Eric was the last one. So that's what everybody's drinking. So wow. if you guys if you guys would like to be featured in our Untapped the Craft segment, make sure you follow me on Untapped at MCK1345 and we will read your check-ins when we record. Yeah, I really want that pistachio cream ale. Well, let's see. Indeed I, Brewing Company. I never even heard of him, but based out of Minneapolis. Okay, well that's where he's at, so it doesn't doesn't surprise me, but yeah, I, you know what? When I ate pudding, the mm-hmm. only flavor of pudding I would eat was pistachio. Now, do you eat it warm or cold? I eat it cold. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I don't. I know that uh, Tara was. You know, some of you guys were really all over that uh, that film on top. I don't like the film on top of pudding. Uh, I like my pudding cold and. Ah, uh, yeah, me too. Creamy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. When they were talking about that, and then you were like, "Yeah, Sarah only eats it warm." I'm she like, did when what she, the yeah, hell? yeah, when she <laughs> ate pudding. That's all she she'd make up a, and it, and it wasn't you know she cooked it on the stove, right? It had to be cooked mm-hmm. and boiled, you know, boiled and everything. And she'd get done cooking it, and then she would just sit there and take it, and she'd eat it warm. And whatever she didn't eat, she threw away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can't really microwave pudding. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, I only eat it warm. I don't want it cold. But uh, but yeah, I I'm a I'm a sucker. I was I was a sucker for pistachio pudding, uh, and it had to be like really cold, and I could just sit there and eat a whole box of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I yeah indeed brewing. I need, I need to go and uh, make sure I put that on my wish list uh, after we get done recording, so I can. I can keep an eye on that one because that sounds really good. I yeah. liked I liked his description too. He really did a really good job of explaining what the flavors were and and everything. So good job, mm-hmm. I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Well, there's something else I was going to say about uh, one of the check-ins you did, and I totally forgot. So I guess I'll remember it later on and, and talk about it. Uh, so pistachio, Game of Thrones, 450 North. Underdog American Lager, 
Oh, the lager. I was going to say um, it's interesting because I also love, well, I love lager beer. And mm-hmm. I try, especially now when so many breweries are actually doing lagers, and I'm going to talk about a brewery that you wouldn't expect to do a lager that did a lager that I get, gave a really high score to. Um, when, a, when, a, when a brewery can create a lager that just knocks your freaking socks off, it is something special. And I had that happen to me this week, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't wait to talk about it. You know what? I can start talking about it right now, can't I? No, no, you sure can't. What? Oh, you're going to talk about it? Okay, yeah, yo, no, you go ahead. <laughs> well, you know what? This is a good segue right into <laughs> our new and noteworthy beers. And I, if anyone has listened to this show for you know even a few months, knows that I'm a huge fan of Revision Brewing out of Reno, Nevada. And I, they make some, fan, to my, in my opinion, make some really fantastic hazy IPAs. And um, I've, ha- I've had a chance to try some of their other styles that they don't do, you know, not, not many different styles come out of there that get to, to Boise. But they, they released uh, a lager. The re- it's called Revision Brewing Lager, RBL. And it's a 16-ounce can, and I went ahead and grabbed it. And I'll tell you what, this lager was the absolute perfect American lager. I mean, this thing just tasted, I mean, it was super clean, uh, crisp, refreshing. Uh, it had uh, uh, a nice cereal biscuity, like more, more, I'll say more like a cereal malt, maybe a little bit of biscuit in there too, uh, character to it. And uh, I gave this beer a, a five cap rating because this is a lager that my gosh, if every uh, brewery that brewed lagers brewed a lager to this good, um, everyone would be drinking lagers because it is so tasty mm-hmm. and so well done. So I, I had to, that had to be my first new and noteworthy beer I talk about uh, because, again, I never talk about anything but IPAs from Revision. And I'm glad to see that they're releasing other beers and, and you know, kind of branching out and getting more of their other styles that they do really well out there into the, into the, uh, into the open. Now, there was a beer that I really wanted to buy. It was an Imperial Stout. I forget the name of it, but it came in a 16-ounce bottle, like a 16.9-ounce bottle, 500 milliliter. But they wanted like 26 or $28 for that bottle. Uh, and I, I'm a sucker for a good Imperial Stout, but I just couldn't bring myself to paying that kind of money for a you know, 500-milliliter bottle. So I passed. And I've heard good things about that beer. Now, again, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, uh, but I really wanted to try that. But come on, the price point. Now, I, I understand the price point is that way because it was a, a beer that was aged in barrels for a long time, and they only had limited number of bottles. So, of course, when you have a limited number of things and you have a lot of time invested in barrel mm-hmm. aging that thing, then you're, it's going to cost a little bit more. But, but come on, $28 for a bottle of for a small bottle of beer is way ridiculous. So I passed on it. But uh, that, that was my first one. Um, I My next uh, two beers I'm going to talk about uh, are from Jim Dandy Brewing. And Jim Dandy, as you know, is in Pocatello. Mm-hmm. And uh, so how did I get Jim Dandy beer? Well, you know what? I made a midweek trip down to Pocatello to help my daughter move from one apartment to another apartment across town. And, of course, while I'm 
there in Pocatello, I couldn't help but to stop by the brewery, uh, pick up a bunch of crowlers of beer, and uh, and you know give a nice healthy tip to the staff to keep you know to show my appreciation and keep them going, and then uh, of course drink those beers. So mm-hmm. uh, there were three three new beers that they had that I hadn't had before. So I got you know we got crowlers of each of those, and. Uh, the first one I'm going to talk about is the Jim Dandy Easy Peel Tangerine Tart Hazy IPA. And I've mentioned early on, maybe a year ago, actually maybe even longer than a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago when John was still uh, hosting with us, I mentioned that I'm just not a big fan of the, of the, the sour or tart IPA. And back then, there weren't a lot of that. That was even after that was even before the hazy haze craze was going on, and the sour IPAs I was getting were not hazy. They were a standard IPA with a with a tart bitterness or tartness to it, and I just wasn't digging them. Now move forward, and they're making you know a year ago they started making uh, sour or tart IPAs with the hazy IPA base, and. I found that I started really enjoying this style of hazy of uh, sour IPAs because that hazy base with that sour tartness in there really works well together, especially if you put a little bit of lactose in there to kind of calm down some of that sourness. Uh, it can make a really good beer. Well, uh, Jim Dandy decided they were going to throw into their IPA, hazy IPA, they're going to throw in 150 pounds of tangerine puree. And wow. uh, and let it tarten up. Now, uh, I mean, this is pure tangerine, not you know, not uh, you know, not uh, extract or whatever. It's parade. It's like parade uh, tangerine. Man, what was so awesome about this beer is that it had the it had that base hazy IPA, and it had that slight tartness in there from the tangerines, but it finishes off with a with a little bit of a bitterness. Maybe, you know, maybe it was a little bit of a, like a, 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 a citrus peel bitterness at the end, but everything went together real well where, it, you, you know, you, you take that first sip, you get that soft, pillowy, hazy IPA body and mouthfeel. Right away, you'd also get that, that tangerine tartness in there, but then the tangerine tartness fades away and you start to pull out some of those hops that they put in there and they were using... They, I think they used some uh, cryo hops. I think they had some cryo hops of a, of a certain hop in there, and they had you know some some nice uh, tropical fruit hops in there, uh, and then it finished off with, like I said, like, like a little bit of that bitter peel, uh, you know, pithy type uh, finish. And I'll tell you what, I absolutely loved this beer. Uh, I gave this a five cap rating too, so that's two five cap ratings in one wow. week. Uh, very well done great great job uh with the with with that beer so that was the first one that i i want to talk about the second one i want to talk about is a, a style that nobody really talks about and it's a gold nail and again this is from jim dandy brewing and they call this one their quarantine quencher golden nail but i'll tell you what this golden nail was probably the best golden nail i've ever had before uh it really had some nice uh, it's a nice flavor character to it. Uh, I I was getting maybe a, 
little bit of vanilla in there, even though there shouldn't be vanilla. I think something that they, you know, something they did in the brewing process kind of uh, gave me a little hint of uh, of vanilla in there. But I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I guess I'm going to have to open my untapped. Because um, I'm trying to remember the the details of what I what I had in this beer. But uh, it just, it everything about it worked real well. It was super easy drinking, had some depth to it where... You know, you kept tasting all these different flavors coming out in this beer. It wasn't just one flavor. It wasn't a one a one hit pony type thing where they put one flavor in there and and that's all you get. It's it had a lot of stuff going on. So you might uh, have a, a, an initial taste you get, uh, but then it, it carries on to something else. So here's what I said about it. So this beer at first sip appears to be an easy drinking lighter summer ale, but upon further sips you realize that there is so much more. I can taste a hint of vanilla cream and light subtle. Notes of citrus, so damn good and balanced between the malts and the hops. Uh, and I gave this beer a four and a half cap rating. I mean, I could have gave it a five two, but I didn't want to, you know, overextend my five cap ratings. Uh, four and a half is pretty good, but man, what a great beer! Just as like it says, it's it's a quarantine quencher. This is a beer that you can just drink and drink and drink and enjoy life in quarantine. So yeah, those are my noteworthy beers, Chris. Uh, how that's about a, you? That's a heck of a rating for a golden nail. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever ever rated a golden nail that high. I mean, it's, well, you it, got Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say a golden nail is usually a pretty blah blase fair mm-hmm. style, right? And and a lot of times the golden nails sometimes have a, come across with a little bit more like too bitter of a finish, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that takes away from what this beer does, which has a smooth you know, nice finish. Uh, and that's what I really liked about it is that it, it was, it was delicious from the start to the finish. Uh, no negative, uh, aspects to it. Good, good. Well, I'm glad you tipped them well since they had that new addition to their brewery. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, a couple beers on my list. I, I honestly haven't been drinking a whole lot of beers. Well, the beers that I have been drinking are either um, these bigger ones, I don't know where the second one even came from. I just try. I had some, so. <laughs> mm. But uh, the first one I talk about, actually, from Cigar City, and I feel like it's been kind of Cigar City a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but this came from their El Catador Club, the last round, uh, not the last round that just finished, but the previous round, and it was called King Curtis. It was a sour red ale with plums, and. Uh, I was a little hesitant to drink this one. It was in a 375 milliliter bottle. Okay. And I thought to myself, uh, I'll, I'll just save this. Megan can have it. And, <laughs> uh, and I, and I won't drink it. Well, it was come, it was to the point where I got home from work the other day and it had been a hell of a day, very busy, but very productive, very, um, I sold a lot of dog training that day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I want a beer. And I was like, well, I've got these big monster bombers that I'm finishing one right now. Um, I've got that and I've got some sours, like uh, some Berliners and stuff that Megan had in the fridge or some ciders or things like that. And I'm like, man, what what else is in here? I've got my home brew, but I don't know. It's just, it didn't sound like it hit the spot. And I pulled this bottle out and I was like, sour red ale with plums. Well, I don't know. You know what? Let's give it a shot. If I hate it, I'll make Megan drink it and, you know, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And I, cr- I cracked this open, sat down to dinner, cracked it open, took a sip of it and went, oh, this is 
this is really good in my head. I wasn't going to tell it, tell her, Hey, this sour beer. I really like this sour beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's okay. I'll drink it. Uh, but long story short, um, a sour ale with red or sour red ale with plums give four and a half cap rating to, and man, I wish I had more bottles of this. It was a I, it was a one bottle thing. Everybody who was in the bottle club got one, and that that was it. Mm. And uh, man, I hope that shows up again because that was fantastic. Um, and then the second one I I had was uh was another sour that I had yesterday. And remember, I I don't know where this beer even came from, but it was from Urban Artifact over in uh, Ohio. And they just recently started distributing here, which I was happy to see. And uh, they put out a beer called Spyglass, which was a what they called a lemon-lime tart. I wrote lemon-lime sour, but it was a lemon-lime tart. And it was almost like um, if you mixed like seven up or sprite or uh, and made it a beer Mm -hmm. um it was really the flavors were um i think they said in their listing on untapped that they took like 250 pounds of lemons and 250 pounds of limes and that's what they put in the beer and it was very it was very real fruit flavor like it wasn't just extract flavor or anything like that it was very real but it was almost like um a more hyped up version of like LaCroix, like the, the self, the flavored water. <laughs> yeah. But it had more flavor to it. So we joke and say like LaCroix has a whisper of fruit flavoring in it. Um, or, you know, the, the water was, uh, was packaged next to a box of limes or something. <laughs> but, um, this one was really good. It had just enough flavor that you could tell what the flavors were, but it was still nice and light and it was, it was tart. It wasn't sour. We were sitting outside just drinking it by the pool and it was just, it was just perfect for the way, the way that the day was going yesterday. So I gave it a, uh, um, a four cap rating Mm. for that too. Wow. Wow. Well, it's good to see the urban artifact is, uh, you know, is, is getting some good press. It's funny because we, we did that, uh, that last show and we talked about the, you know, beer. And who happens to bring Inno Beer on to our virtual happy hour? But Mr. Kevin Argar, and uh, and he was not impressed with it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but then uh, the next day, I see um, the gnarly gnome. I think it was was a gnarly gnome. Now shoot, I think it was the gnarly gnome. Uh, he had one of these beers, the same beer that Kevin drank the night before, mm-hmm. and he said it, he absolutely loved it. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. It, two different opinions on this beer. You know, one person just loves the, what it's doing. Another person says it's not too impressed. And which is interesting because I know that Kevin does enjoy sour beers. Mm-hmm. So I would think that, you know, if anyone might be forgiving of it, it might, you know, he might be because, you know, maybe it's a, something sour, whiny like that he might appreciate, but, uh, but he didn't like it. And, but, but another guy did. So it's very, po- it, it, to me, it feels like just on the two experiences that I've, I've dealt with just in, in one week that, uh, it's, it's a polarizing style that I think yeah. you're either going to like it or you're not going to like it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, um, I think it's going to have a lot of wine characteristics to it. And to me, I'm not a huge, uh, huge wine person. Mm hmm. 
except every once in a while. Every once in a while, you know, people will be drinking wine at dinner, and I'll just get. I'll be like, hey, let me let me try that real quick, and I'll and I'll try it, and I'll go, wow, this isn't bad. I kind of like this, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't happen very often. So I'm just kind of maybe maybe Kevin and I are kind of along the same same tastes that uh, yeah. Just didn't really like it. Yeah, gnarly gnome was drinking uh, celebration grapes. Yep, the same one. Yep, same one. Kevin was drinking. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, it's so. just it's just funny that two people, of course, they're both in Ohio. One's in Cincinnati and one's in Akron. So I, no wonder that they're one, they're the ones drinking it. it. Must be a new release from the brewery. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I'll still try it. But I'm I'm gonna think that most likely I'm also not gonna be a big fan of it. But I'm willing to try it just to see what it's like before I you know, make a, make a judgment on it. Yeah, me too. And Kevin wrote basically what you said. Interesting idea, but this is basically canned wine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. And they're calling them grape ales. So that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'd be interesting. I'd be interested to see some more of them. I, I'd want to try them just, to, just to give them a whirl. Yeah. Yeah. I think we might, we might see more of them, but, uh, or maybe it's just one of those things that will, will come and, and disappear in the mm-hmm. night. Like, like eh, I don't know. I, and like I said, most of what I've been drinking lately has either been, you know, the occasional beer that I go, yeah, let's uh, let's crack this bottle open, or uh, you know, maybe I'll try this and like it. Or it's either been that or margaritas. And oh yeah, uh, yeah. and the margarita game has uh, has really changed <laughs> since I went and hung out with my brother in Fort Myers or uh, Cape <laughs> Coral a few few I guess a month or so ago, and uh, now they're lime margaritas and peach there's peach margaritas in the fridge now and uh pineapple mango is on deck so i mean we're we're, we're good we're uh, getting in the pool season yeah yeah enjoy that pool enjoy yeah. that pool so. all right well th- there's our new noteworthy beers uh you know we just got done i you know i kind of mentioned uh, our virtual happy hour we had another one that occurred uh again i'm bad with dates it was uh the Monday after Mother's Day. Yes. And we, we did uh, have to change that up because we didn't want to take away from anyone thinking they, you know, to you know run away from mom to join us drinking. We decided to go ahead and let you guys spend that extra time with, with mom, grandma, or whoever. Uh, and we just postponed it till Monday. And again, we had a really nice turnout. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I think this this Monday episode – or, or uh, ver, you know, one we had was, I think it's my favorite one so far, just because uh, we had some great conversation, a, a lot of a variety of different people. We still had the, the guys, the people that have been here on every one, which I'm really happy that we have some uh, some diehard virtual happy hour goers. Uh, but we also had uh, Johan uh, mm-hmm. from Halberg from Sweden, uh, stayed up late, two in the morning when he joined us. And he stayed for the entire session uh, yeah. before he logged off. Uh, Which was uh, about four in the morning. Four, yeah, after four in the morning, he finally uh, uh, shut, shut down. And, and, uh, but he drank the whole time, and we had a, mm-hmm. uh, some nice conversation. And, uh, you know, and then at the end, uh, we had Eric Gronley came on. He put the yeah. kids down, and he said, you know what, I have a few minutes. He jumped on, and we got to spend a, a little bit of time with him. We were getting ready to, to shut down the stream. But we stayed on just a little bit longer, just to enjoy Eric's company, and I really appreciate him uh, jumping on and chatting with us for a little bit. And uh, 
yeah, we just had a you know a, a nice a nice crowd of people coming and going. My daughter came, uh, hung out with us. Although she was, you know, she was all packed up, so she had to uh, use an old laptop. So the <laughs> things weren't working as well as uh, as before. But I got her computer all set up, so she'll have some nice uh, some nice uh, camera and and uh, voice work uh, for the next happy hour. So Chris, when, I, you know, when do we plan on the next happy hour? I know that uh, uh, this coming Sunday. The 24th would be the normal if we did it, you know, like we have been doing. But I don't know if you wanted to change it up. Uh, it is going to be Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how many people are going out and doing stuff or if they're going to be available, but might be a smaller group that joins us if if not. Yeah, and that's the other thing I was looking at, too, just because um, Sunday, I know, like, like you said, it's going to be Memorial Day weekend. Um, whether or not people are going to be able to travel or they have the time off of work or whatever that looks like. Um, I want to make sure everybody, you know, gets that time um, that they can just have that time off. Uh, at least this is kind of how I look at it, guys. If I don't have um, something that I've committed my time to, that's a good thing for me. <laughs> so um, I kind of look at that as if um, when I don't have responsibilities and commitments, that's kind of my vacation. That's my happy place. Yeah. So, um, I mean, cause I spent basically spend my entire week or weeks on a schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's, you know, kind of the way I, I kind of unwind is if I don't have commitments and time commitments and things like that. So, um, I want to do another one. Um, I really do cause we, they are an absolute blast. Um, and especially, I want to give a shout out to Johan. Thank you, buddy, for getting on here and chatting with us. Uh, um, even though he said he may have had a little too much, um, <laughs> but he, uh, you know, I, I'm, I gotta say, man, I don't know if I would have been that committed to get on. And, and I know he may run a, a, a later schedule than most people do, but, uh, Hey, we, we definitely appreciate you from across the globe getting onto our conversation and mm -hmm. just chatting with us for the evening. Cause that was, that was awesome. Um, but the other thing that I want to look at is too, is Memorial day. Uh, we'd be looking at just kind of, uh, I'm not exactly sure how we would want to do it is if we did it on the 25th or the 26th. Um, to me, I'm basically open for, most evenings after about 8 p.m. But again, I'm also on the flip side of it where I want to I want to be able to open it up to maybe people who are in different time zones mm -hmm. uh, and want to be able to get on. So um, when I did reach out to everyone on social media, I uh, did not receive any type of uh, response. Hey, what would be a good time? For I think you? My, my buddy Ziv did say uh, as far mm -hmm. as him and Israel is like one or two in the afternoon would be better Eastern okay. time. Okay. Um, cause I do, I, I'd love to talk to Ziv. Uh, I'd love to talk to, talk to any of our listeners, uh, around the world. Cause that, that's pretty awesome. Just seeing how we can, I, I'm curious to see what other people are drinking yeah. outside of the United States. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it was interesting to see Johan was drinking like a lot of American beers. <laughs> he was drinking cigar city beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, it's a good beer to drink. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But um I don't know. I think Denny, you and I will need to figure out a figure out a time to okay. do it. Okay. Okay. So uh hopefully by the time you hear this, you can go check our uh Twitter and Facebook to find out <laughs> when we're gonna mm -hmm. do it. <laughs> That's probably the best thing anyway. We'll just yeah. wing it. 
It really is. And that's kind of how we did everything uh, the last time. Cause I, like I texted you, I was like, um, I kind of forgot this, that coming Sunday is mother's day. Mm-hmm. We might want to push that back a day. Yeah. Um, We'll we'll have to figure something out. I don't know. Even if we do like a just a random one in the middle of the day or something, I don't know. We'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't have any plans. I uh, well, I say that I don't have any plans that I know of. <laughs> Sarah might have other plans, but yeah. Uh, I mean, we normally have our grandson on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, so sometimes Sunday. So, uh, but I think I can always uh, sneak away for a little bit and drink beer and and join at any time. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing too, guys. If, you know, I, I would love if every if people got on and, you know, you stayed for a couple of hours and, and that's great. I, I'm just happy to say hi to you, be able to put a face to the name. Cause I know like, um, you know, we talk to a lot of folks on a pretty regular basis. And, um, even if you can get on for 10, 15 minutes, just say hi, show us what you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, chime in on a little bit of conversation. And if you have to go, yeah. Uh, we, we really appreciate just the participation in general. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. You don't have to stay. You can just stay for 10, 15 minutes. We had a, a bunch of people that just didn't have, didn't have the time to, to commit to more than 10 or 15 minutes, but it's still, it is wonderful to just get that time with, with you guys. And we, and again, I, I, uh, I apologize if, you know, we, we try to, to spread it. We're trying to be as, as, as good as we can to spread the, the conversation around to everyone who's joined. But if we, if we do happen to miss you and you sign off, you know, and you, I don't want you to feel like we were uh, ignoring you. We weren't ignoring you. We just, uh, you know, again, trying to, to get that, that conversation going around. And uh, we had someone that had just like signed off before we were going to communicate with them. And, uh, and uh, so we missed out on, on that, but it's okay. Yeah. There's always next time. All right, so um, we didn't have any feedback from the last episode. Uh, no question, no questions, or you know, on Twitter, email, uh, Facebook, nothing. No, no real comments. So that'll uh, that makes it pretty pretty easy. But if you would like to leave, uh, inf- you know, your questions or comments about the show, you can do that uh, through email at taptocraft@gmail.com, or you can uh, reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, you can just uh, Tweet us at tap to craft, all one word. And of course, Chris would love to interact with you on Facebook. And our Facebook page is facebook.com slash tap the craft. And we do have that voicemail. You can call us at 208-536-3359 or 208-53-Oddly. And again, just leave your, uh, your question, comment, feedback on there, and we'll play it on the air. You can have your voice heard on the show. And if you do that, I will send you some stickers, Tap to Craft stickers. So there's an incentive to go ahead and get your voice heard on the show. And I'd like to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show and providing a hosting space at openforumradio.com. And we invite you to check out all the other great shows on the network. All right, and now it's time for the Brew Buzz. And the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics. And this week, as we already mentioned, we're going to be discussing the German-style Maybach uh, and the history along with some style notes. So we're going to learn about this Maybach style. Now, again, I'm not an expert in this, so I had to go and, and pull some information from some different sources. So I had three different sources I pulled information from. Of course, the first one is from craftbeer.com website. It's called German Style Maybach. It just gives some style notes. Uh, the second one was 
what the hell is a Maybach? And this is from <laughs> the AmericanCraftBeer.com website. Uh, it, it sounds familiar, right? Didn't I uh, yeah. have one that said, what the hell is something else uh, a while ago? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think that's just, there's just a whole series of articles. What the hell's a Maybach? Yeah. What yeah. the hell's an IPA? <laughs> yeah. So I, I like the, it's, it's a snappy uh, title. Uh, and then the last one was Maybach, the beer you need to drink this spring. And that was off the waronontherocks.com website. And all these links will be included in the show notes. So if you want to go and, and uh, investigate these articles in full, you can do that by visiting those links on the show notes. So I'll start it off, and I'm going to just go ahead and we'll start with some history about the German-style Maybach. So the Maybach is also called the Hellerbach, which means pale Bach. And the German-style Maybach is a paler in color and more hop-centric than traditional Bach beers. And I'm trying to remember if we actually did a Bach style early on in the show. I I, I want to say we did, but I can't remember. If not, maybe I need to revisit and look at the Bach style too. Uh, but again, a, a Bach is just a heavier, a hardier, more alcoholic lager, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, lightly toasted, and our bready malt character is evident. Uh, the German Maybach is the kind of beer that spans the gap between the warmth of spring and the cold of winter. As German Beer Institute explains, the Maybach, which is a lager, has a warm golden hue, but is more aggressively hopped than other Bachs, making it the perfect transitional brew between seasons. It retains a bit higher ABV, but its brightness and bitterness already foretell the perpetually blue skies of summer. While Bach beers are traditionally brewed for various seasons, traditional Bachs in winter and Doppelbachs early spring Lent, the Maybach fits neatly into the season that is post-Doppelbach, but pre-autumn fest beer. There's a little bit. So, Chris, you want to go ahead and continue on with the history? Yep. So, the true history of the Maybach is fuzzy, but there are some indications that once pale malts came to the forefront in the last 200 years, German brewers began using them in their beer as a replacement for the generally dark grains commonly used. As All About Beer magazine notes, It's generally accepted that the paling of Bach coincided with the general trend of chic pale lager production in the mid to late 19th century. Hmm. However, Munich's Hofbrau, the supposed originators of the style, contest this claim, explaining that in 1614, the royal household was dissatisfied with the offerings Hofbrau presented and wanted something similar to the beer from Einbeck, Hmm. which was malty and strong. In response, Hofbrau brewed a beer in the Einbeck tradition, which they called a Maybach. That would almost be too easy, right? <laughs> <laughs> According to Hofbrau, in keeping with tradition, the first barrel of Maybach is tapped at the Hofbrau house in last week of April, in time for the merry month of May. While never making a ton of headway in the American lager market, breweries are turning to tr- the traditional spring beer as another offering in their seasonal canon. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I kind of mentioned that in the beginning of the show, is that, you know, I picked up a MyBox six-pack in the beginning of, actually the end of May, I think I picked it up. And uh, and it is a good, it's a good style to drink uh, as you're rolling off of the colder, the colder days and getting into some of those little bit warmer days. It's like a perfect blend of lager and ale. I, I think it's a, it's a, it's good. All right. The basic, blo- 
The basic Bach style is of 13th century Germanic origin, and a stronger style of L, which is 6.3 to 7.2% ABV, and some as high as 12% in Germany. First brewed in the central town of Einbeck, it became popular in Bavaria, where their dialect caused them to pronounce the town Einbach, meaning billy goat in German. Hence, the common appearance of a goat on label. Now, this is interesting because I've always noticed that when I get a Bach beer, uh, it usually has some goat on there. And I never understood why in the world does all these Bach beers have goats on them. And now we just found out. It's because uh, bad pronunciation. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the reason. Uh, all right. So Bach beers have traditionally been brewed for special occasions, also known as it's uh, this time let's really get, and I changed the words to let's really get Bacht up. Uh, you can put in the real real words in there. Uh, they've also been brewed to coincide with the fasting of Bavarian monks, which may explain why Bachs, especially my Bachs, are released during the Christian season of Lent. My, the my Bach style is an update of the style to conform to the popularity of the Pilsner lager beers in the mid to late 1800s, or a stronger version of the German Helles, or light-colored beer, also known as the Hellerbach. The Maybach is lighter in color, less malty, and presents a drier finish with its larger hop profile. What separates the Maybach from other light beers is its balance, toasty malts, and spicy or peppery taste coming from the hops. They generally feature Pils and our Vienna malt with Munich malt, noble hops, and lager yeast. All right, so now, Chris, let's go ahead and get into some of the style notes of the Maybach. Sure, so the appearance... The color is going to be pale to light amber, and the clarity is going to be clear. Uh, carbonation is going to be medium to fast rising bubbles. Hmm. So it's going to be a, almost effervescent, as you like to call yes, it. Yes, yes, I love that name. Yeah, uh, so flavor and aroma, the alcohol is going to be mild to noticeable. Uh, hops, hop aroma, and flavor are low to medium low, deriving from noble, hop, noble type hops. Hop bitterness is low. Uh, the malts, they're going to be lightly toasted and or bready uh, malt aroma. No roasted or heavy toast or caramel malt aroma should be present. And then the yeast esters, if present, may have a low fruity ester flavors. Um, sensations, the body's going to be soft. Carbonation, medium to high. Finish length, short to medium. And the attenuation is going to be medium to high. Uh, ingredients are going to typically be hops. We're going to be ger uh, German noble hops. The malts are going to usually be Pilsner, Munich, and uh, Vienna. And then the yeast is going to be uh, is going to be the lager yeast. Mm -hmm. And the vital statistics read out in the IBUs, 20 to 38. So definitely not bitter. And the ABV or alcohol by volume is going to be anywhere between 6 and 8%. Yeah, and uh, I think that this style, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of fluctuation in what different brewed Maybox are going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, the the one from Sockeye, it definitely leaned to the darker pale, pale malts. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't pale. It was like a darker, uh, darker malt uh, coloring. And um, it had the, the biscuity, bready malt character up front. 
and then uh, and then had some of the citrus malt or citrus hop flavors in there. Again, they chose to use instead of noble hops. I think they were decided to use some more American hops, give a little bit of a of a citrusy uh, character in there, but then uh, didn't you know didn't finish off sweet, didn't finish off um, bitter either. It was kind of in that mid that mid range that that just balanced real well between the malt and hops, where you get both you know both of each, but but not leaning you know one way or another, uh, and and it can be really good. Now um, I'm going to talk about some commercial examples here. One of the examples I'm going to leave out of the examples, which everyone's probably going to wonder, why did I leave out, you know, Rogue Brewing's Maybach, uh, Dead Guy L, is a, you know, his label is a Maybach, is because in reality it's not really a Maybach because they don't use lager yeast. They use L yeast in this beer. So um, it's been called a Maybach, but in reality it's not really a Bach. So um, I didn't put it on the list. Now, is it is it a good beer? Hell yeah, I I've drank a lot of uh, Rogue Dead Guy in my time, uh, and it's a good beer. But I didn't want to I didn't want to put it on the list and have you guys go out and find it because it is one that's readily available in a lot of the uh, the area of the, of the states and drink it and think that this is exactly what the Maybach is. It's it is a different it is a different beer than what a real Maybach is. So I wanted to just list some beers that were really truly Maybach styles here. That's that just goes explains why my my madness to my method of my madness here. All right, so some commercial examples. Um, so from Abita Brewing out of Louisiana, they have the Elixir Maybach. Uh, from Mad Fox Brewing, uh, my they have just again the beer is called Maybach. Smutty Nose Brewing, uh, their beer is also called Maybach. <laughs> I mean, come on, you gotta get gotta get creative here, people. Real oh, clever. Yeah, yeah. And then here locally in the Boise area. Uh, from Sockeye Brewing, their beer is called Maybach. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, now we're starting to get a little bit uh, clever here. Uh, we have the Cultivator Hellesbach from Trugs Brewing, Independent Brewing. And they got a little bit of a name. I've had that Cultivator one. It's not bad. It's pretty good. And then uh, here's the one I like. Uh, this is from Jack's Abbey Craft Loggers. It's called Maybach Hurts Like Hellas. <laughs> 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 Hurts like hells. Uh, I like that. That that's a, a clever name. Uh, it has Maybach in it, but it also has you know a little bit of uh, pun in there too that gets everyone excited, like me and Chris that like beer puns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a, a few examples you can try, uh, and I think you're going to be like they mentioned. Uh, more breweries are going and experimenting with loggers in their tap rooms and 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 getting it out to their customers. And I think Maybach is one of those styles that gives you that alcoholic punch that a lot of people like in their IPAs, right? People that drink IPAs like big, bold flavor and high alcohol. And uh, it, this does have more flavor. It does have a little bit more bitterness than you'd get in a – actually, you know what? It has a lot more bitterness than what you'd get in a normal lager or Bach. Um, it definitely – you definitely feel that there is some hop presence in there. Uh not necessarily a high bitterness, but just definitely the hop presence that, that really mills out that sweetness. Uh, and, and I think this is a style that a lot of beer drinkers that, uh, you know, that, that pretty much have a one style IPA or nothing that they might be able to enjoy this as well. I, like I said, I know that I really do enjoy that Sakai Maybach because it's, it's a good blend between 
the lager and the ale uh, that you know that that people enjoy. Now they could they could have incorporated like three Billy Goats Gruff, my exactly, box, yeah, or, or anything, yeah, yeah, the three Billy Goat, yeah. I mean, now that we know that that's that's why there's Billy Goats or goats on labels of box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I never I never knew that. So that was a good yeah, me either. <laughs> we're we're over here talking smack, and we didn't even know yeah. anything until reading this article. All right, Chris. Well, you know what? Uh, I wouldn't say we had a short show because it's going to be over an hour, but we don't have a normal size show or a long show, but that's okay because I think uh, I mentioned, you know, you and I were talking before the show. Uh, I'm getting a lot of feedback from other podcasters that everyone's, every podcast numbers are down during the, the quarantine. So I don't think there's as much, uh, you know, consuming of podcasts as there was when people are commuting back and forth from work, whether it's in their car, train, bus, you know, whatever they're doing where they they have to leave their house and go. People have more time to listen to podcasts. And when they're stuck at home, they find other things to do that may not be necessarily listening to podcasts. Uh, So our numbers are down. Other podcast numbers are down. You know what? Why not just go ahead and make our show a little bit shorter than normal because you know, when they, people do come back, they'll be able to catch, get caught up a little bit quicker. Sure. So so we're, we're going to have a little bit of a shorter show. But before we end the show, Chris, any other thing you want to talk about? Or you want to, you know, do you have anything uh, interesting to happen to you or anything? Anything interesting happen? I don't know. Just uh, anything hmm. that you, I mean, I kind of monopolized the whole uh, uh, outline of the show. But I don't know if maybe something cool happened that you want to talk about or maybe, uh, you know, something Fun and be- I mean, I'll talk about my. Oh, uh, oh I do have something. Okay. Yeah. So um, next month, and I've already talked to the uh, person uh, that, that I would be contacting about it. Next month, I'm going on a boys' camping trip. Oh yeah. And uh, of all places that we're going, we're going to Oklahoma. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Uh, I reached out to Mr. Buck Buchanan with Core 4 Brewing, and uh, we are going to try to figure out a way for me to get some beer because we fly into Oklahoma City, which is where they're based out of, mm-hmm. and uh, see if we can't get a couple of growlers in my hands before we head about an hour and a half south of Oklahoma City to go do our camping. Nice. So nice. I'm really looking forward to that. Buck, I, I'm coming for you, buddy. <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we'll figure something out. Um, I'd love to see if I can't get a... You know, if you guys have any merchandise or stickers or anything like that, I'd love to get get some of that stuff along with the beer that I'm going to grab from you. So yeah, for sure. Um, I'm super excited about that one because it's kind of a guy's trip. There's talks about renting pontoon boats and the drones going <laughs> with me. So we've got a uh, we've got filming happening and all kinds of stuff. So nice. Um, definitely looking forward to that. That's uh, over Father's Day weekend. So my buddy Manny um, and then his brother. And his cousin, uh, I think his brother lives in, in Texas or his brother lives in, I can't remember where his brother lives, but then his, his cousin uh, lives in Oklahoma. So we're uh, super excited about going to hang out with them um, and just have kind of a kind of a guy's weekend. Yeah. No, it sounds like fun. And and if you bring um, like Hydro Flask uh, growlers, you can bring a bunch of them and fill with one of everything he has. Um, so that's the other thing. So I know, uh, we were just kind of talking, um, my, my buddy Manny and I, we were talking about like, ah, we should just pack a, 
you know, a carry on and not have to check a bag. And I was like, yeah, you know what? We should probably check a bag because, um, because they were very much like, yeah, you should bring your drone. Yeah. And that way we can film it if we're cruising, you know, renting a boat out on one of the lakes or something. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but we're going to have to have a way to pack my battery charger because <laughs> I have the one that I have is kind of bulky. And uh, if I pack the drone, all the batteries that go with it, um, and that kind of thing, it's going to, it's going to fill up quick yeah. and I don't, I don't have a carry on that'll do all that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and then if you have a check bag, you can then put a bunch of, uh, right? you know, growlers in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's going to be, I think it's definitely going to be, um, what we have, we're going to drink. Um, and, uh, it's, just, we're going to, uh, recycle the growlers, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, see if we can't, uh, give them to someone that might be able to use them. Um, if we can sneak one home, that'd be kind of cool, but, um, empty of course. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, once you fill them, they don't last very long. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you're going to, that's, that's, uh, in the plans. I'm glad that Buck, you're going to be able to meet up with Buck and, and hopefully get some beer and enjoy his beer. I, I, I've, uh, I've heard him talk about the beer and different people try it and, uh, and talk about it on podcasts and, uh, I think you're going to enjoy what you, uh, what you get. So it should be, should be fun. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah good. So I, I mean, anyone that joined us on our virtual happy hour knows that I look different than I did, uh, you know, a week before. I now look like I'm about 10 years young or long, maybe, <laughs> maybe more than 10 years younger because, uh, I decided to shave my beard. It's been six years that I had grown that beard. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and normally my, uh, what I do is I grow a beard for four years. On the, on the summer of the fourth year, I shave it all summer. And then at the end of the summer, I grow it back, and I grow it for four years. And then the fourth year, I shave it. Well, two years ago, I didn't shave it. I decided to keep it for two more. And I was going to keep it even this year. I wasn't planning on – I you know, I keep thinking, yeah, maybe I should trim it. But you know what? It got crazy with this quarantine. I can't get my beard trimmed up. And I'm not going to trim it myself because I destroy it when I do it myself. And it was going to be probably three months of growth. And it just started getting, looking like I was a mountain man, you know, from, uh, from Grizzly Adams, uh, <laughs> you know, that show. Uh, so I decided that, you know what? This is a perfect time. It's the beginning of summer. It's getting warm. I wanted to go ahead and give my face a little bit of sun, uh, and, and let, let some air, you know, get behind that, uh, that, that big beard. So I, on Saturday, last Saturday, I decided to go ahead and uh, and trim it up, and it was a great event. With my grandson, uh, was with me, and uh, and you know he he just watched me, and I did a bunch of funny different uh, uh, you know shapes and stuff of the beard, and and he laughed, and we talked, and we had a great time, uh, and now it's completely shaved. Uh, I shave every other day. I don't shave every day. Uh, I just shave every other day. I, uh, keep it nice and clean all summer long, and then come uh, mid August probably, uh, I'll probably start growing it back for winter, and it'll probably be another four years before I shave it again. So what what makes you go? Hey, you know what? In four years, I'm shaving this off. Uh, it's just it's just a time frame that I picked. Uh, you know, I have had facial hair since. Well, I had facial hair when I was in the Navy. I had this cheesy mustache that. Uh, uh, that I had for about three, I think I had it for three or four years when I was in the Navy. 
three or four of the of the eight years I was in, and then I decided to go just clean shaven. And then when I got out of the Navy, I started growing a beard because I wanted to, you know, grow a beard and not just this this mustache. And uh, and so I grew a beard, and then um, my beard hadn't quite come in as well. It was, mm-hmm. it was looking kind of shaggy. So I decided to go ahead and and it came in really well uh, in my goatee area. So I pretty much had a goatee, but uh, so I I have a goatee, and then out of a whim I decided that every like four years I say you know what I need something different I need to change it up so I shave it clean shaven, and then I grow a beard and then I trim the beard into a goatee and then wear it for a couple years and then you know you know every four years I was shaved so for. Since '96, I've been I've had a beard since '96, uh, so that's a long time, right? That's for uh-huh. that's 24 years that I've had a, a facial hair beard, um, and then about in 2004 is when I decided to just grow the beard full time, and I had a full I just had a, a full beard uh, full time for every four years. And then it would be different lengths, but not very long. I'd usually keep it anywhere from like a half inch to maybe uh, three quarters of an inch long, not very long. And then uh, again, every four years, I'd, I'd shave it. So there's there's some people that I work with that that have been with my company as long as I have, or or maybe not as long, but have seen me go through these phases. But you know what? There's so many people now that are new college graduates that have come within the last six years that have never seen me without a big bushy beard. Right. Uh, so, and they still don't see me because nobody's at work. Uh, when, when we do end up going back to the office and I start showing myself, people aren't going to know who I am because I look mm. completely different uh, without the beard. But uh, it's just something I, I just like to change, right? I just like to, uh, to change it up. And I found that by shaving it every four years, again, I, I, I'm being serious when it lets my face breathe a little bit. Um, you know, now that I'm using, now my, my beard is, is like way longer than normal. I do do a good job of keeping it conditioned and that condition, you know, that the, the wax or the beard grease and beard balm and stuff, uh, it does a really good job of conditioning my face too, not just the beard. And so this time when I shaved it, after having it for six years, um, my face wasn't as, uh, you know, uh, flaky and, uh, you know, bad skin as it was before when I kept it shorter. And didn't use any product in it. So, uh, for any guy, any of the guys out there, uh, if you use some good quality beard products, uh, it really does help your face because now I shaved it off. I shaved it off and my face is like in perfect, well, I won't say perfect. It's in good health. Uh, it doesn't look good, but it's in good health. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got, I've got like, uh, again, another reason why I grow a beard is because it makes my face look bigger than it really is. Uh, without the beard, I have this like, Little peanut, like little pea head. I mean, I look like a turtle, like a turtle, like you know, sticking his head out of his shell. Uh, I really have a small skull structure for the the size of my body. Um, so that's why I I tend to have a beard. It makes my face look longer than it really is, and I don't look as as odd. Yeah. So there's a little bit of uh, extra content for you guys. It makes this a little bit longer than we would have had. So on that note, Chris. It's time to bring the show to a close. Uh, but before we do that, we I always like to give you an opportunity to raise a glass if someone like to raise a glass to. So who would you like to raise a glass to tonight? 
So first, I would love to raise a glass and a huge congratulations to my sister Casey and her husband Charlie. They just found out that they are going to have a new baby on the way oh. due uh, at the end of October. So cheers to you guys yeah. for that. So I've got a new niece or nephew on the way. And then I also wanted to give a big shout out to Jonathan Smigowski in uh, in the Pasadena, Maryland area. Uh, he has the Man Cave Beer Company, and he and I have been chatting back and forth. Um, I went to school with a couple of his family members, uh, Jordan and Jeannie Smigowski, hmm. and uh, I've kind of stumbled upon across uh, a couple of their YouTube videos that they've done and uh, recently joined their page on Facebook at the, uh, the man cave beer company. So they, they review kind of man cave stuff. Uh, they've been reviewing some beers and doing some fun videos lately. So go check those guys out and uh, we can go give them, raise a glass to them. All right. I'll raise a glass to that. Uh, and you know what? Since you mentioned babies, as you hinted to earlier in the show when we were talking about Jim Dandy, leaving a nice tip for the Goves, mm -hmm. um, congratulations. I raise my glass to Davis and Haley Gove, uh, the owners and brewers of Jim Dandy Brewing. Haley, just that weekend that we were there, or that week, I, I think she had her baby the night that we went and picked up beer at, oh, nice. at Jim Dandy. I think it was that Wednesday that Wednesday evening, they had their baby, uh, Wiley. Uh, so congratulations to you two. Man, the baby looks so happy. I've commented on a couple of photos that each of them posted. Uh, I mean, beautiful baby. You know what? That's hard to say because most babies are ugly, but I have to admit uh, this baby <laughs> was really, really uh, a sweet-looking baby. I mean, really, really precious. So congratulations to them. Not only do they make fantastic beer, they make fantastic babies. They make cute kids. Yes, yes. So that, there's a high, high note. Let me go to a little bit of a mid note. Um, in the last episode, I mentioned my buddy David Brazil that he was entered into ICU that night that we recorded with an unknown. Uh, in, you know, we didn't know what was ha what, what had happened. Uh, I had since found out after the recording that he was. <laughs> this is a crazy story. He went to the emergency room for suffering from uh, pain in his abdomen. And it turns out he was waiting there 15 hours. And during that 15 hours, he was waiting to get figured out what's going on. His appendix ruptured. And it went into uh, his body started shutting down. His kidneys started shutting down. Uh, different organs started. His heart was having trouble. I mean, all these things were going on uh, in very, very bad shape. And uh, and luckily, uh, a few days later, he, he started making progress and started uh, – Coming out of the coma, you know, things started looking better. He, uh, by the end of the week, uh, he had actually was able to go home. I think by Friday that week, he was able to go home. But over the weekend, uh, he had to be readmitted to the hospital for complications hmm. from this uh, ruptured appendix. Now, if you guys remember, in January, uh, that, that could have been me. Uh, I was, I was David. Not knowing that I had appendicitis for four days, I was walking around. I go to the hospital. I go to my doctor. He sends me to the emergency room right away, and it took four hours for me to get a CAT scan. After my doctor called him and said, "Get this guy a CAT scan right away," uh, they still took four hours. And I, I don't know. This is uh, the story, and this incident 
it hits home because I just keep thinking that my that this could have been me, and I'm so lucky that you know it wasn't me, uh, but but it is happening to my my friend David. Um, there is a uh, a GoFundMe uh, campaign going on to help uh, because he he uh, provides for he works two jobs to provide for his family, uh, and he's been out of work now. He was working through the uh, the COVID uh, quarantine. But now for two weeks, he's been unable to work. So there's going to be some, uh, you know, beyond, be, beyond just the, the hospital bills. And I know about the hospital bills as far as appendicitis surgery because, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a large bill because it's an emergency thing. There's no, nobody goes into, in to get a surgery for appendicitis, uh, that's not getting it through the emergency room. So every appendicitis operation costs a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not an elective it's surgery. It's not an elective surgery. <laughs> They don't take pity on you because of anything. They, 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 you know, it's, it's really sad that, that you can't get a break from something you have no control over. Uh, and they want to just, you know, gouge you. So I'm, I mean, basically I'm paying all year. I've got a payment plan to pay off my, uh, you know, my surgery, uh, that happened in the beginning of, of the year. It's, it's a lot of money and I have decent insurance, uh, but it still costs a lot of money to, to have this surgery. And now he's got complications and everything. So, um, all I ask is that your thoughts and prayers go out to David for a, for a full recovery uh, and to his family during this time. And if you do have a few extra dollars to spare you, that you that just maybe hits home for you and you want to go to the GoFundMe and, and just help support David and his family, I do have a link on our Facebook page at Tap to Craft. I, I, uh, I shared it there and I shared it on my personal Facebook page. I don't usually do this kind of thing but um but this is something that uh, like i said hits hits close to me because this could have been me and i just uh, want to make sure that you know that david has a uh you know you know gets cared for he's a good guy uh brings a lot of happiness to a lot of people and and uh i just don't want to see him suffer so that's there's a little bit of a mid note uh and then the, again to end on a high note because i don't want to end on a a low note I want to wish my buddy Alex Fuchs uh, a happy birthday. His birthday is falling on Memorial Day. So uh, the Monday after this airs is Alex's 35th birthday. What a young man. But uh, he's a good friend of mine in Israel, uh, and I just want to wish him the happiest birthday. So cheers to you, Alex. Happy birthday, Alex. Make me feel old, Denny. Jeez. Are you are you older than uh, thirty five? I'm I'm thirty seven. <laughs> oh, you old man! <laughs> I know, oh, man. I'm getting my AARP card soon. Yeah, well. Uh, so so here, okay, okay. You got me sidetracked again. Here's a funny thing, right? <laughs> so last year I was able to you know sign up for AARP. So I thought I'd try it out. So I tried it out. Now did I use it? No, not really. But you know what? I understand what they're doing. You know, trying to support seniors and older people. That you know, I'm okay. So this year came to renew. I'm like, okay, I'll renew. So I renewed. It's only like $15 a year. So it's, it's not that much. And if I do end up using some of the benefits, then it might work out. But I, you know, I just didn't use anything last year. Um, so I renewed $15. I've received no less than three other renewals for different ID cards for AAR, AARP. I'm like, why are they sending? I've already renewed. I already got a membership. Why are you keep They're- sending me more renewals f- for other memberships? They're hoping you're going to forget and just pay it. Yeah, yeah. They're hitting the old senile. The old, hey, this person is going to keep, he's, he's going to go ahead and sign up four times because we keep sending them more, 
So yeah, it's kind of goofy, but yeah, that's a little side. <laughs> send it, send it to old man loose. He'll pay it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But all right. Also, uh, being a former serviceman, I want to raise my glass and thank all those who have served and who are currently serving in our U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms. Uh, that I hope that uh, that you guys stay safe and return home to your families very soon. And uh, Chris, we still don't have any uh, sponsor. Uh, plugs no i'll admit it i haven't written to them okay okay no so. problem no problem all right well then if that's the case we're going to end the show so uh you can find let me just one more last little uh housekeeping to do here you can find the beers and links to the articles i mentioned on the show in the show notes located on the show post at openforumradio.com and if you'd like to follow us or interact with us on social media we can be, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners interact with you? So you can interact with, well, you can send me all the stuff you want on Twitter <laughs> at Chris underscore McKenzie 82, but I'm never going to answer it or see it. So don't interact with me there. Uh, you can find me on Untapped or Instagram at MCK1345. And of course, you can always find me on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft. All right, it is last call, and it's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening. We ask you to please tell a friend, and of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, tune in. I'll say Google Play, but you know what? I think Google Play is, is like gone. I think now it's called Google Podcasts, so go find us on Google Podcasts. And of course, on Spotify or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new episode every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. All right, Chris, I'm good. You need a bathroom break or anything, or you want to chug along? Are you there? Chris? Hang on, sorry, oh. I muted myself. Oh, yeah, let's let's keep going. <laughs> okay, okay. I was worried that I lost you, like you passed out. It's like no. Okay. Now, did you see the picture of uh, of the Gove's baby? Um, I think I did. I did see something pop up. Um, I think uh, I was following them on follow them. There we go on uh, Instagram. Oh, okay. So I don't know if I did see a picture. I didn't. I did see that they put out a beer in kind of regards to the yeah the Wiley Imperial Milk. Oh stuff. yeah, yeah. Oh, now I get it. You know what? When they when they put that beer, I saw that beer name this morning, and I I didn't put two and two together that it was their babies. Is there? Uh, yeah. Ah, oh, milk stout too. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. got a so the sign that they have has a baby bottle and then the name of the the beer and then the oh that's awesome the Imperial Milk Stout. So that's awesome. Yeah. I'll have to have my daughter. She's going to come uh, in June to visit us in, in Boise, so I'll have, to have her pick up a, a Crowler of that before she comes down. Um, I've had beer from Crowlers that were two years old and still carbonated what? and still good. Yeah, wow. I'm not kidding. That's a, mean, good, that's a good Crowler right there. <laughs> yeah. So it's really cool to see that. So um, when I was talking about kind of, getting growlers from from buck like i i know i'm gonna have to drink those growlers in you know about 48 to 72 hours to get some sort of decent yeah yeah uh, but i mean you guys are only there for the weekend right yeah i think we fly in 
Thursday evening, uh, and then we leave for the camp, like the campsite, on first thing Friday morning, and then uh, then head. I think we head home Sunday night or Monday night. Oh yeah, like that. You, you guys can drink like five five growlers and. Well, see, that's the thing. So my buddy Manny, he doesn't drink. Um, I don't. I've never met his brother or his cousin, so I don't know if they drink oh. or if they do what that. So you know, I'll do what I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You need to make sure you understand the drinking situation before you go so you don't no. overdo it. Nope. I I am a very responsible adult and <laughs> um yep, I'm a very responsible adult. That's all I'm saying. Okay, well, I'm just saying that it might be a good idea to understand. Well, I guess you can find out when you get there, but you're going to want to try everything that Buck has. So I'm expecting you to want to have like eight eight Growl or growlers. That's, cool. that's the other thing is I need to talk to him and say, see, does he have just all sixty-four ounce growlers, and am I buying like four of them, mm-hmm. or does he have the little thirty-two ounce ones when I can, if I could buy like six or seven of them? Because I looked at his menu yesterday on Untapped, and I'm kind of curious about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was, I was honestly more curious uh, about his. Um, his website. I don't believe the guy has a website. No, oh, I yeah. do. Brewing.com. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. I typed it into Google yesterday. Yeah, core4brewing.com takes you to the Facebook page. Uh, I could have. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe I could have swore I went to, but maybe you're right. Maybe it is a Facebook page. I was thinking yeah. they had a website, but maybe it does go to the Facebook page. I think they were working on a website. Okay. But either way, like I, I would love to get some kind of like T-shirt or stickers or something from them, because um, you know my my guitar case needs some more stickers. The last <laughs> one that adorned my my guitar case was the Tap to Craft sticker, mm. and that was used to cover up something that I just didn't want on there anymore. Oh wow, wow! Must have been a, a, a funky Buddha sticker huh um i don't know i I can see my guitar case from here but i can't i can't tell what i can't see the tap the craft sticker anymore funky buddha never made it on Uh, there fortunately oh wow so so even tap the craft has been covered up already no 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 right now they uh they have 32 ounce growlers there you go yes now you're hooked up I'm going to be that guy. I'll be I'll have six or seven of those trying to carry them all to the campsite. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm okay with that. That's going to be you me. You can just start drinking them on the way, right? You're not driving, are you? I'm not, no. Yeah, so you can just sit in the back and drink them on the way. It's going to be that kind of weekend. I was looking at their at their menu yesterday and going, yeah, I'd like that one. Mm-hmm. I'd definitely like to give that one a shot. Oh, we'll try that one. Uh, yeah, let's give that one a whirl. Okay, yeah. So I'm um I'm very much excited to give give his beers a try. Yeah, and I'll see if he'll uh, if if he can't part with some sort of merchandise for me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, that makes it so much better that they have those uh, thirty. I think all of their growlers are 32 ounces. Oh, nice. I yeah, because, literally... Yeah, because mm, they're a small brewery, right? They have a uh, small brew house. They don't want to be, you know, giving away all their beer in, in, okay. in gallon. So let's take a look at this. So the, the 
um, on May 8th, they posted a, hey, come get your 32-ounce growlers to take with you. And they had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 beers on tap. Yeah. Um, so let's do this. If that's 12, there's 8. So that would be... <laughs> That would be $96 for the $12 ones. Um, 116 if you added the $10 ones and then 32 about So about 150 bucks, you could get a growler of every single beer that they had on tap. I'll kind of, I'll have to see what he has on tap and then be like, yeah, just, uh, here's the PayPal. Just, uh, just give me one of each. <laughs> yeah. Transporting all that might be troublesome. But that that's the thing. I don't have to worry about transporting it. It'll just go in a... You know what? Even if I have to go buy a $16 cooler, I'll throw <laughs> it in the back of whoever's vehicle who I'm traveling. I don't even know how I'm getting to the park. I'm just flying in, and I'm there. Okay. 